What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the best to my Vernon Roach. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. What's Vess's last name? Is that Roach also? Are they like brothers? Or does he have a last name? (laughs) They're not brothers. Vess is a lady. Oh, okay. You are both, however, in the uh, uh, Tamarian Armed Forces. So, Is this another one of the ones where, like, you're like like oh yeah they're boning because you do that a lot where you're like ah this character that's having sex with this character it's casey (laughs) no i not this time (laughs) i don't i mean some people some people think so i don't because uh well i'm not that this matters but in the witcher 2 you can bang Vess as Geralt, but it's like it probably wouldn't let you if she were with Vernon. You know? Oh, okay. Unless, you know, maybe Vernon's her cuck. Uh, that could be. That could <laughs> like, be. Yeah, I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, man, let's let's get going on our news here. You've got a lot more than me, so I'll let yeah. you do a, a few. Yeah, we can get, you just want to do like all of the um, comic stuff, like just have that at the end? Sure. All right. So we talked about this last week about maybe the possibility of Doom Patrol ending. And then like, sure enough, Doom Patrol and Titans are officially ending on HBO Max. But hey, once we get that Velma season two. <laughs> now you as someone that watched both, but you you haven't kept up with either of them. Correct. Like you pretty disappointed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I I haven't kept up just it's just like a timing thing yeah. you know um i i like both a lot and I, I i think i'm only like whatever the most current season is for both that's what i need to watch oh okay. so, well because doom patrol's got stuff going on now that i've not caught up on yet and i didn't know if, i didn't know if you'd watch the season prior to doom patrol mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of time travel and then we get um madden rouge nope i haven't okay. seen that okay well Anyway, I've got a lot to catch up on. I'll I have say a, this. I have Go a feeling. Ahead. I have a feeling this was already planned to be uh, canceled before this season came out. Like that's just the, from the reports and stuff. It sounds like this has been planned for a little bit. So, right. And as great as Doom Patrol is, it's gone on longer than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. So you know the fact that it's ending now after what four or five seasons. It's like yeah. Gotta be happy with that. Yeah. And then piggybacking on that, though, somehow we're still getting Dead Boy Detectives, even though it's Doom Patrol is canceled before it comes out. But uh, Dylan Gaiman said they're filming it now, and it's good, according to him. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited about that. They were really interesting on Doom Patrol, so it should be pretty cool to see more of them. But at the same time, it's like, one season. I have a feeling that's all we're going to get. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> probably right. Um, we got a new Shazam trailer. What do you think of think about it? I kind of put what I thought about it in the in the notes. So I don't know if you had if you watched it or anything. I didn't watch it. I I'm I'm kind of like unless it's an initial trailer, I'm kind of overwatching them. Well, because... this one this is kind of the this is the initial trailer for this one, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? Unless we got like a teaser. I think we got a teaser. Okay. I don't remember, but it looks fine. Like my main problem with it though is like 
the it it's another one of those things where it's like we have to up the ante this is a world threatening event and it's like you've established that there's a justice league in this universe a world threatening event doesn't work anymore just have it be a citywide event or something that just affects billy and, you know like like how i put in the notes that's why the newest captain uh newest shazam book works so well is because it was like a more contained story versus being like now the world's gonna end yeah i agree i also think that you know to piggyback off of your world ending thing I think people are sort of desensitized to citywide stuff. No, I like agree. if a whole city of people die, that's still a monumental deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then like, like there's no reason people can't do that still. Yeah, but then it's like I I mean it kind of started, I'd say, even before the MCU really took off with like the Transformers movies. Like they had each movie they had to up the ante. And so now it's just like, yeah, everything's world, you know, it's the world or nothing. You know, it just doesn't work quite as well for me. Yeah. Um, so we got a Gamera teaser trailer uh, and then the tweet that came along with it stated that Gamera is going to fight five other Kaijus in six episodes. It's still they're still working on the animation, but the little bit that we got Gamera looks pretty cool. I'm very excited about it. I'm curious what the five monsters are going to be. Uh, they're going to do any new ones for it like they did in the Heisei series or if it's going to just be some of the old show ones. I kind of hope it's the old show ones. I'd like to see like Giron get an update, but I'm pretty, pretty stoked. I don't know who Giron is. Uh, look him up. I think he looks super cool. He's got a knife nose is like the best way of putting it. He try, like He cuts off Gamera's limbs, but it's like when I read about that as a child, and then I saw them like, and then I saw the movie recently. Um, it's <laughs> it's hilarious. Like it was because like Trend Master made toys of those old gamer ones, and they look awesome. And so like that was the picture in my head was the Trend Master one, and it's like, and he tried to cut Gamera in half, like you know, cut him out of his shell. I'm like, this guy is a menace. Like, oh my god! And then I see the movie. I'm like, this guy is hilarious. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a part where he fights gauss like at the beginning it's space gauss but it's just gauss but he's painted a different color because they did not have a lot of money and a like, gauss shoots his laser and he just blocks it with his knife and then shoots back kills gauss and he just cuts gauss up and eats him <laughs> it's funny you say that because one of the related images is gauss so i click on it and it's a gif and it's Gauss shooting the laser. It reflects off and cuts off Gauss's own leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So amazing. So I'm, I'm hoping, like I said, I hope they they do some of the Showa characters again. I think that'd be, give them nice, nice, scary updates. For sure. Um, Amazon is making a Tomb Raider film, TV series, and game that will all be interconnected. And I don't think this will work very well because... You can do and like you don't need a Tomb Raider TV show along with a movie. There's not enough Tomb Raider lore, as far as I know, for them to be able to justify. Ah, here's Lara Croft in this regular adventure that's going to take two hours, and now here she is doing another adventure that's going to take a year. You know, like it just just do that. You can just do a TV show and do a video game to connect. That's fine, but it's not going to work if you're trying to oversaturate it like. Uh, 
MCU does with stuff because there's just not enough there. Something something that I'm thinking of too, and I, I could be just way off on this. I don't think it's going to work anyway because how many reboots have we had of Tomb Raider and it doesn't last more than one movie? Well, we only had the two, didn't we? Because we had the Angelina Jolie ones and then we had that new one with that i don't know who she was but that lady hasn't there been another one not to mind i mean there might be but i don't know about it if there was maybe there i'm was... thinking of like a couple games i just feel like there's been a lot in the last few years yeah well because then they tried to do another game another game where they kind of were like ah uncharted was really popular so we're gonna steal a lot of stuff from that and then Uncharted's like, oh, y'all want ladies? Well, we can do that. And then they just made a game where it was like two of the lady characters from their series in there. And then like, I think more people just bought that than Tomb Raider. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know a damn thing about any of this. I mean, was it, wasn't Uncharted kind of taking from Tomb Raider anyway? Like, yeah, don't, don't they do uh, the same thing? So the way I understood it, it's like, I mean, Uncharted, like a Tomb Raider, the first Tomb Raider came out and then there was not, wasn't much. And then Uncharted came out. And it was kind of like Tomb Raider, where it was like the fun, bombastic stuff. Yeah, you know, like you end up having him fight like, you know, he finds I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, Shangri-La and he's fighting like Yetis and stuff. It's super cool, which is like the stuff that Tomb Raider used to do. And then the new Tomb Raider came out where it's like, we're going to take. The way that he does things like the jumping, climbing, and all that stuff. But then we're not going to have him have her fight Velociraptors. Now we're going to keep this more grounded. It's like, no, you don't want that. You can start grounded, but then get stupid with it. Have her shoot a T Rex to death, you know, do that type of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I hope it's good for the fans. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just think they're trying to to do too much with something that you can't get that much out of. Yeah. Like the, you know, like you just need to have, or even like, I'm trying to think of who owns the rights to it, but whoever owns the rights, just try to make, try to like make extra stuff to get connected into it. Cause you can't just do all of that with just Tomb Raider. Right. Okay. So Batista said he talked to James Gunn about playing Bane, but Gunn's rebooting everything and making it all younger. So Batista's like, I don't even want to do this role anymore. So there's that. <laughs> so I'm like genuinely happy that he's not going to be, I'm hoping he's not connected to the DC universe. I just can't stand that chode. So was it, I mean, did that happen in the wrestling days or after there is wrestling days that I can't stand them? Yeah. I mean, pretty much like I used to love him like at first. And then as his wrestling days kept going, I'm like, this guy just sucks real hard, like to the point where he's injuring people because he's not good at his job. And then from there, he started acting. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, he might be fine as Drax. And then the first time he was Drax, I'm like, yeah, that was fine. And then the second time I'm like, still doing this shit. This is pretty, pretty rough. And then and then he talks like he's a serious actor now. I'm like, dude, hey, he was in James Bond. He was in James Bond in the Blade Runner movie. No one saw. <laughs> it's like I keep seeing these what culture videos where they talk about that movie. I'm like, I forgot this was a thing. <laughs> uh, I didn't see it. 
Neither did I. I'm surprised you didn't see it since you love Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling both so much. I know, but you know who else was in it? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. So, but yeah, I'm not a not a Davy Boy fan, so I'm glad he's you know going to become a more serious actor and win his Oscar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, stuff's come out that. DC is going to do uh going to be showcasing all their DCU plans tomorrow because they said I think in the press release we know they record on Monday but fuck the two worlds podcast they got to wait a week to talk about it now yeah I'm like, when everyone has stopped talking about it yeah I'm like okay James <laughs> that's funny oh hey should I do the YouTube comments before we do the, the rest of the news? Yeah, Are we going to remember? Uh, we can just do it after. I'll be fine. Okay. Um. So, my my one thing that's not comic related. This was huge. I'm sure you heard about it one way or the other um, in the previous weeks. But Wizards of the Coast came out and uh, they were essentially saying that the OGL, the Open Gaming License... Um, they were going to reverse it, meaning no creators or companies could make and sell their own content based on like the D&D rule system. Oh, OK. It pissed everybody off like critical role. That means they couldn't do their stuff. You know, uh, I'm sure probably Pathfinder, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. I think even because um, I saw something where it was uh, like Call of Cthulhu was going to be shut down. right yeah so anything like that and uh so like in mass people were canceling their dnd beyond subscriptions like they lost it was like ten thousand people in the first few hours and then they lost like forty thousand over the next week or so just like a massive amount and uh earlier this week or I guess it would have been towards the end of last week because it's Monday. Wizards came out and was like, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. So the fans have won. <laughs> so I I heard, and I'm not going to say this is true because I might be making it up right now, but I heard the testing room boys actually just sent them a text and said, hey, cut this out. And that's the real reason why they stopped. Yeah, I mean, that. chances I, are you're correct. I mean, like I said, I just, I, this is what I heard. <laughs> right. And I mean, you you don't want to mess with those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Any hoozle. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they went back on it. Normally, uh, you know, big companies will say, eh, we're going to do it anyway because money. And that's really all that came down to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a good thing all around that, uh, that they went back on it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, now since this is a comic book podcast, we will talk some of the comic announcements that happened. There's three books that got announced. Um, we're going to be getting a Titans book by Tom Taylor and Nicholas Scott. And I already know Jake's super pumped about that. Yeah, can't wait for more of his in-continuity work. Yeah, um, do you think, because isn't Nicholas Scott the current artist on nightwing do you think he's probably going to get off of there or he's not no okay well never mind then but yeah so i mean i am not looking forward to that at all personally but you know i think some people are excited but they, he said that they're going to be moving 
Titan's Tower to Bloodhaven, and they're going to be operating out of there. And it's going to be like, like kind of like the, the team that was in Nightwing is going to be the team that he uses. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I feel like Nightwing's already just a Titans crossover book anyways, so now I'm sure it's just going to be more of that. Just think of the uh, love triangle, though, between Starfire and Barbara and Dick now. It's going to be really great to read. I bet. I can't wait. Just kidding. I'm not going to read Titans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we're getting uh, the Cyborg comic. Uh, they announced the creative team. It's Morgan Hampton. Who's writing it? And I guess he did this. Uh, um, oh, it was the milestone, like new, new creator thing, you know. Sure. That they that they had done. He was one of the people from that that's being brought over to write Cyborg, and it made me feel so old because the editor was talking about it, and he's like, "Oh man, I've loved Cyborg ever since seeing him in Teen Titans, the cartoon." It's like, boy, that means you're probably younger than me. but uh Uh, you know i think it's cool that one of those talent showcases panned out so good for him and then uh tom rainey's doing the art and he did like the stuff i think wasn't it oh what was it the i think tom rainey's done a bunch of stuff that's what i thought but he was doing one of the milestone books wasn't he i don't remember all right but yeah so it should be pretty cool uh, Morgan was saying that they're going to have Cyborg in Detroit being kind of like, you know, the hero of Detroit and stuff, bring him back to his roots, which that could pretty, work. Sounds like it could be awesome. Be nice to get a good Cyborg book, because like the only time that they really tried the Cyborg book was New 52 and it was garbage. So, you know, let's hope he had one. Uh, he had one in Rebirth as well. Oh, OK. Was it garbage, too? Uh, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. But I think the problem since the new 52 is that they were like, okay, he's powered by a mother box now and everything is going to be like multiverse and universe shattering. Yeah. It's like if they put him as a kind of a street level guy in Detroit, that I think that That, works way better. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. And then my bit from the comics news is that so uh, initially it was announced that uh, Mariko Tamaki was going to be doing a Green Lantern book, and that is no more. So now we're getting a new Green Lantern ongoing in May, written by Jeremy Adams and art by Zermanico. And I I just know that, that Casey was pumped whenever he saw that. I was like, I wonder what happened with uh, Tamaki that she, you know, decided to leave it. Cause like, I was willing to give that a try, even though her last couple of DC things were hot garbage, but <laughs> I was willing to give that a try. I'm more pumped for, you know, Jeremy Adams. And then also there's, it's going to get a backup story in it uh, by Philip Kennedy Johnson. He's going to be doing, that's good. Like the backup story is going to be leading into his uh, John Stewart series. So that's really exciting too. Yeah. I mean, you're not a, like, I'm the Green Lantern fanboy of the group. So like, of course I'm picking it up. Are you going to check it out? If it's Hal, probably not. Yeah. You just, you never, you never got into Hal. I mean, I like him when he's in stuff, but 
I mean, look how much you and I read, man. Like it's got to be a enough. character that I'm really pumped for to try it out. And I I almost don't want to try out the John Stewart series, but I like Philip Kennedy Johnson a lot. So yeah. I, I'll try that out. But yeah, and, and it, you know, when it comes down to lanterns, it's like you already know, everybody already knows John was my first lantern. So it's like of the two, I'm going to go with John Stewart. Is Is Guy creeping up on John as far as your favorites? Because I know, I mean, you've read probably the most Guy, probably. No, I like Guy a lot. I just don't think that, I just don't think that the average DC comic writer knows how to write Guy properly. Yeah. He's either like way too stupid or just way too much of an asshole. Yeah. You really got to find that balance. And there's only a few writers that have. Then Daddy did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, if if Philip Kennedy Johnson was like, just kidding, it's not John Stewart, it's Guy Gardner, I'd be like, all right, I'm still gonna read this because yeah. he's a really good writer. Well, Philip Kennedy Johnson has become one of those writers. Um, this is not like the the coolest of cool, you know, of hot takes. He's become one of those writers where, yeah, I'll check it out. You know, it, yeah. it could be like it could be a hundred percent like him writing, I don't know, the stupidest character you can think of. And I'll be like, nah, I'll give it at least three issues. Bawana Beast. Dude, I love Bawana Beast. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. But anyway, mostly mostly exciting stuff on the new comics. Yeah. Uh, more more than not. And if you're listening to this, tell us if you're like, no, nah, dude, Titans is gonna be so good. I love Tommy T. So and we'll be yeah. like, well, I'm glad someone's buying it. <laughs> All right. That is the end of the news. Before we carry on, I'm going to read our YouTube comments from last week. All right. So the first one is from Eric. Eric coming back for uh, for his Fantastic Four. He says, my list for costumes that were perfect the way they were are these. Spider-Woman's original full body suit and mask design with uh, with her black hair pulled out. I hated the biker chick design that they had five, 10 years ago. Uh, Harley Quinn's original design. Nothing that she has worn has come close to it. Do we really need to take inspiration from the first Suicide Squad movie? (laughs) I say no. Uh, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel costume. It's sleek, sexy, and looks pretty cool. Her current look with the weird helmet hair never worked for me. I completely agree. So like... I don't mind the jumpsuit, but that helmet is trash. Like yeah. so bad. Yeah. I I do really like that first Miss Marvel one though. The the black with the yellow bolt, just so cool. Isn't isn't that technically the second one? <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then he says Starfire's original design from the 80s uh to New 52. Let's face it, she's hot. Her costume should reflect her strong sexual confidence. Said, I've got a few more, but I may be revealing too much about myself at this point. Is he going to have to, is he have to come out and do a smasher pass too? Oh, they'd all be smash. (laughs) But uh, good choices there, Eric. Definitely, definitely agree with those. And then we've got... uh, a comment from Casey saying Dave Batista is Gambit. Do it, cowards. <laughs> and from Preston, 
He says, hey, homies, sorry I haven't commented much lately, and also thanks again for having me on. My costume list is Captain Kate Pride's new Marauders costume is a super cool change. She has had a lot of costumes, but not always as Kate slash Kitty Pride. I also agree with your Cyclops and Gambit 90s costumes. This one, I this next one, I agree with wholeheartedly. Uh, Cassandra Kane, as I oh, really yeah. like the mask with the mouth that's stitched over, uh, the subtle yellow bat symbol outline. And a lot of times when they go crazy with her cape, it's super cool to look at. I do agree with the Steph, with the Steph Brown, love me some purple. Uh, speaking of which, Psylocke, the classic purple onesie, and the arm slash leg bands with the red sash at the waist, hot damn. And he says, lastly, since we're doing four, Ren leader of the Knights of Ren from Hidden Empire and Crimson Rain. Dude has a sick-ass helmet, no shirt, swole as hell, and a tattered cape. Look him up. He's badass. I did look him up. He is pretty badass. Nice. And I'm guessing if we had Preston on for another Smasher pass with those four, all four would be Smashes. <laughs> um just, I just thought of one while while you're talking. Another one that needs to be tossed into like the the great costumes that don't need anything added to it. Silk. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Silks is amazing, and I, I don't think it's. I think it's been the same since she. I mean, she's only been around since like 2014. Yeah, but still. So I, I think I think you're right though. Well, I mean, heck, they updated Miles's costume, and they shouldn't have. No, it was awful, and. Much like any spider person, the original doesn't need to be touched. Yep. Oh, dude. Okay, so we can cut to commercial, and then I'll talk about this on our break. But so yeah, we can just. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll I'll give it away to you, and then you can cut away. Sounds good. All right, guys. So we're gonna take our ad break, and uh, when we come back, we'll do our reviews. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Uh, if you would like to hear Casey and I talk about Dan Slot. Uh, and also do, I'm going to say, our best Sonic Mad Lib to date. Uh, I, I was definitely crying harder than Millie Bobby Brown, the, the hedgehog. Go over to our YouTube channel and check that out. Uh, that's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. And if you haven't, while you're there, subscribe to the channel. Yeah, leave a comment down below about, you know, how much you love Froggy and Big the Cat. Yes. And then if you'd rather, instead of listening to YouTube, just us tell you all, I don't know. I, I, don't I mean, know. we're we're essentially writing Sonic fanfic for you yeah. guys. The least Which, you should do is go listen. Yeah, I mean, we're no Ken Penders. Take a drink if you know, you're listening to this, because that's part of the drinking game. But we're yeah. no Ken Penders, <laughs> but it's still pretty hot. We really do need to come up with... Uh... Uh, bingo card for our episodes yeah ken penders um talking about how tom taylor hates asian or tom king hates asian people um you know those are two that would have to be on there for sure casey's batman voice yeah my batman voice jake's punchline it's much more rare but it's still just delightful (laughs) (laughs) and if you guys have any suggestions for a two worlds podcast bingo card for us and let us know yeah and if we get that made, Jake will since Jake's the you know the alcoholic of the group, well when we go see two e two at night, he'll he'll play that and while well, we do a live podcast and just get hammered because I will not stop talking about Tom King. 
what what you read anyway yeah so i read jsa 2 witcher ballad of two wolves 2 it tell me 4 thor 30 dead boy detectives 2 detective comics 1068 action comics 1051 midnight suns 5 behold behemoth 3 and saga 61 I'm surprised you didn't pick up the last Ronin in Lazarus Planet. I had to sell my copy of last or uh, Lazarus Planet because we sold out. I gotcha. And uh, last Ronin, I just I don't know, and you'll you'll tell me when you talk about it. But I feel like they're to the point now. They're like, oh, let's milk it, kinda. But it's also like, I mean, I'll say this now. I'm invested in the world, so it's not like milking for them i mean it's they are milking for the sake of milking it but still like interesting stories it's not so far it's not like how you know lazarus planet feels like they're milking it and it just started (laughs) right so you know all right i am since we have a lot i am gonna boot up the old two worlds podcast hour man one hour comic extravaganza timer i'll say my books really quick Yes. Uh, Blue Beetle, Graduation Day, three of six. The Invincible Iron Man, number two. DC Universe, Lazarus Planet, We Were Once Gods, one shot. The Last Ronin, Lost Years, number one. Thor, number 30. The Dead Boy Detectives. I don't like this cover because there's the big S, so I keep wanting to say the Spread Boy Detectives. (laughs) 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 Um, The Detective Comics, uh, uh, 1068. Hitome, number four. Behold Behemoth, number three. Saga, 61. And Action Comics, 1051. All right. I think we both have three and then our mutuals. I have four because of last round. Okay. Well, I'm going to start the timer and you take it away first, man. All right, dude. And so to start, I'm going to go with Blue Beetle graduation day, trying to find a creative team since DC likes to put them in different spots. But just to start, this art is so hit and miss. Okay, it's Josh Trujillo and Adriana Gutierrez on the art. And there's parts where I really like, but then also sometimes when, like, like okay, I'll show what I like. Like, look at this Ted. I love the, the Ted, how it's drawn. But then the things I don't like is anytime they try to draw, like, a face that smiles. Sure. And, like, and then, like, even the cover. Like, look at Starfire. She does that. That does not look like her mouth is huge. Yeah, it does not look good. It's just like, have you like it's like if the the perfect comic book character would be oh look at this person uh, would be like this person drawing their mouth and then Rob Liefeld drawing their uh, feet like it's not good. But other than that, I do enjoy it. Um, I'm interested in seeing where it's going. It's kind of doing a lot of doing a lot of stuff for six issues. I don't know how it's going to work. I think it's going to be kind of one of those problems where, well, that's the end type of thing. Right. Um, if it wasn't six issues, I would have dropped it. I'll just say that I'm not super hot on this, but it's perfectly fine. I'm going to go. Yeah. I mean, like we get Starfire in this. She's pretty fun. Um, yeah. I'm probably at like a five. It's, 
story-wise, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not not overly interesting. <clears throat> well, hopefully the movie is better. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it matters at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Midnight Suns, number five, written by Ethan Sachs, with art by Luigi Zagaria and Alberto Foch. Oh, uh, it's fine. They band together and, you know, fight Agatha's old person, uh, old coven mate. And then uh, Clea shows up and they're like, hey, thanks for the help, Sorcerer Supreme. And um, then Agatha who you think dies in the battle, spoiler alert, didn't die, but she comes back as a hot young Agatha. And uh, her costume's pretty dope. And then it says, the end? Question mark, exclamation point. So if they do a second volume, I probably won't read it because I don't think it was that good. It was just, it'll probably make like the okay list for next year. But there's Agatha's costume. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, give it like a six. Fine. Yeah. All right. So next up, it's the Invincible Iron Man number two by Gary Duggan and Juan Frigeria on the art. And so, you know, Tony's doing like there's weird stuff that's going on in old Tony's mind. He gets picked up by Riri in the gutters. and He's like he realized that he got drugged while he was at an AA meeting and that's why you know he was acting all funny. The then the hum the oh what's his name? It's the living laser or human laser, whatever. The living laser shows up and he's mad and they fight for a little bit, but then Riri has the Mandarin's rings. And so then she just uses that. And like cause Tony's like, I don't like that you have those. Because those always mess people up. And then she's like, they're in a safe spot. And she's just wearing them. <laughs> and so then she looks in his brain and is like, oh, Tony did do this. But then when she looks in Tony's brain, he didn't do this. So there's a you know whole thing going on there. And then the laser's like, hey, um, if you find out who did this, I'll team up with you. And But then he also like shoots them with lasers like, see ya, nerds. And he flies off. So it's like, oh, okay. But yeah, no, I like this. Tony's written well. The art's really good. I'm curious. Like, I'm very much into this story. The one thing I will say is, like, I, as I was thinking about, as I was reading this, I was like, would Jake be interested in reading this? Because he doesn't like Iron Man. Probably not. But there's some that walked into your shop that's like, you know, I really like these Iron Man movies that have been coming out. I just watched all three of them. You guys got any of them Iron Man books? And you're first be like, why are you talking like that? And secondly, yeah, I got some. This would be a good good jumping on point, in my That's opinion. That's good to know. That's good to know. But it's I don't think it's good enough for you to be <clears throat> like, oh, dude, I don't like Iron Man at all. But ugh, I love this. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go 7.5. Okay. Uh, the next I will talk about JSA number two. Had to go with the Dr. Midnight variant. Nice. Um, it's written by Jeff Johns with Mikhail Hanin, Jerry Ordway, and Scott Collins on the art. Um, 
the stuff with Mikhail Hanin's art is is really nice to look at. Jerry Ordways is okay, and Scott Collins, I don't think they're a very good artist. Um, but you know, that's whatever. This book is just so fucking Jeff Johns, Casey. It's just it's time travel throughout the whole thing. And in one spot, there's time travel on the same page across four panels. It's just annoying. Yeah. It's like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. No idea. Helena gets sent back in time. Like, Dr. Fate's trying to figure it out, but he gets sent through time when he tries to read Helena's mind. So already that's two different time things happening. And then Dagaton is talking to Catwoman in another time. It's just like, what are you doing, Jeff? And then at the end, it's yet another time with uh that's like way in the future. So it's just I just don't know what he's doing. It's annoying. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. Mikel Hanin's art is just so incredible though. And I like seeing these JSA characters. But man, it is. I'm going to try to get through this arc, dude. But so far, it is just a pretty looking slog. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it just like finds its footing next issue. I am going to give it a five. I gotcha. Okay, DC Universe Lazarus Planet. Once we we were once gods. Number one, the first one's called Hunger Pains, and it's by Francis Manipole. And so, like the when the Lazarus volcano blew up, went you know water went everywhere. This guy comes up ashore, and then it's like you know he's all crazy. He he bites one of the one of the people that saved him, and then the guy's like. The, the human in this is so weird because he he's you know he's all mad because he gets bit afterwards and he's like my house that's what he's like my rules like like just let him go he's like no nah, it's my house my rules and aquaman stops it you know and he kind of basically explains oh yeah i used to think these things were monsters too but this is you know but i've i've realized they're not and now they're just confused creatures because it's the the deep or whatever the trench i mean that's what you know they, they just got transformed to humans now because of that so i'm like that was a neat little twist manipul's art's really good but i don't know the the whole like guy chasing down someone to kill them seemed a little out there but you know whatever uh then we have a martian manhunter and songs of pain by dan waters and max dunbar and there's this guy he's an empath taking everyone's pain at hospitals and stuff because he just got this power and he's just like i'll take all the pain Manhunter tries to help him and then it has some doomsday stuff going on and oh it was interesting I mean this was a fine story it wasn't anything outstanding but if I'm being honest nothing in this was outstanding Um, (laughs) then we have a song of the dead by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Jack Herbert on the art this is a Wonder Woman story um like a bunch of zombies came to Themyscira of people that, you know, she's already killed before and they all fight them. It, this was like 
very much a letdown. And the reason why I picked up this book, The Price of Eternity by Josie Campbell with Caitlin Yarske on the art. I didn't like this story either, really. It's just kind of it, it reveals how to get um, Billy out of where he was, though. And so that's pretty cool. And it sets up the next thing. But then the, the you know, it helps set up for his new book coming up and we get this new kid, you know, that's going to be part of the Shazam club, it looks like. And then the wizard's very upset. And it's like, Billy's back. But can he and uh, Mary withstand the fury of the wizard of Shazam? Find out in Lazarus' planet, Revenge of the Gods. Like, you're going to make me read all of these damn books, aren't you? <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, this was just like <clears throat> such a subpar book that seems so unnecessary to me personally. Like, there's they, they brought out some, like, high quality people but it just did not register for me i i don't know this lazarus planet shit is not overly good so far so i'm gonna go with a five out of ten so i don't need to rush to uh to catch up on it personally for me you don't i mean you might like it more than i did but no i was just kind of like i don't know about this (laughs) right okay my final book is The Witcher, The Ballad of Two Wolves, number two, written by Bartos Sistabor and art by Miki Montlo. So sorry about butchering both of those. Um, yeah, it's fun. This this has one of those like classic uh, Witcher side quest vibes where all of the like people involved with the werewolf attack on this town all of them have a different story and you just don't know who who you can believe and Geralt doesn't either so we're just kind of getting more deep into the uh you know the mystery of everything uh does he believe the werewolf does he believe uh you know the guy that approached him on the street the, uh, the three ladies in charge of the town uh and there there's like two other people too but it's really cool i like that dandelion is a part of this because he brings some much needed relief that i think that the last series was sorely missing and uh the art's super fun too so i like this a lot i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten right on man i'm glad that that's good because that last one sounded like a rough time yeah for sure Okay, so The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, and this is by Kevin Eastman with Tom Walt and Tom Waltz with S.L. Gallant on the pencils. And so, yeah, this is like it jumps around between the present day and the past. So it's like Mikey, you know, Mikey's reading or Mikey wrote down in the big book about all the crap that he had done while he was, you know, after everyone was dead. And so Casey's reading it and she's also trying to train the new turtles and the new turtles are just a bunch of cuties. Look at them. (laughs) Yeah, they are like just a bunch of cute turtles. And so then April, you know, grandma April's there too. And then, you know, she's reading about Casey's then reading about all the stuff Mikey went through. And like, there's one part that like, they don't do a good, like very good job of telling, but like, Mikey gets his butt, like, you know, he's just, he's, he wants to die. Like, he's very depressed. He goes to this place, but his body won't let him die because he's mute. And he 
tries to find you know he's like fishing tries to just to find himself he's kind of finding some peace and then a bunch of douchebags show up and like monster and they start beating the crap out of him and he's just gonna let them kill him then he remembers something that splinter said to him and then he kind of you know lets his uh ninja training out he beats the crap out of and kills a lot of them one guy runs off and then he walks to the village and they're burning it down and the the guy that ran off was like oh there's the monster he attacked me and like you know he seems like he's been there for a while though like that's the thing that doesn't really make any sense like the dude runs off uh mikey gets up walks down the thing and then like the whole village is on fire and like the guy's like there, like in the back of one of their trucks like bandaged up look like he's been there for ever you know like it's just like how long did how long was mikey just laying around looking at stuff but <laughs> yeah it was really cool and it's like it shows at the end when he first started seeing the turtles again you know in his head and yeah i like this a lot i'm gonna go nine out of ten because it, it did like i said have that one part where it just it wasn't written clear enough in my opinion but it's still very good and yeah i'm a hundred percent in on this well, I'm glad you liked it, man. I I thought it was either going to be like a good continuation or whatever, or just they realized it was such a hit that they were going to keep doing yeah. it and doing it and doing it. I have a feeling it's going to become that, but right now it's still just good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what order do you want to review in? You want to do Behold, Thor, Spread Boys, Detective, Hitome, Action, and Saga? Behold, Thor, Hitome, Spread Boys, Detective, Action, Saga. Yeah. you said? Okay. Works for me. All right. So we've got Behold, Behemoth, number three by Tate Bromble and Nick Robles. Um, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good continuation of stuff, man. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. The whole time I was like, how does this lady know so much? And then finally they tell us why she knew so much. And I thought that was pretty neato. Yep. No, I'm all, and the art in this is super good. Yeah. Like I'm very, very into it. I've been into this since the beginning. This is a really good issue. You should be reading this book. Agreed. It's a uh, probably a solid eight for me. I'm gonna go nine for me. I I really really enjoyed it. Okay, so Thor, number thirty, the Legacy of Thanos, part two by Torn Gronbeck and Nick Klein on the art. As the Thor boy of the group, what'd you think? I liked it quite a bit. Um. Like the stuff with, you know, Thanos's people is kind of like whatever. And also, why why is Thanos there with boars? Because um, that definitely wasn't a thing that happened until this very issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that just makes Thanos too old, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, boars is like the oldest thing in the Marvel universe, <laughs> uh, outside of a couple deities, I think. But the rest of it's pretty cool. Um, 
just the stuff with the Valkyries and Runa and them trying to come up with uh I'll say new mythologies like the memory fish and and the draugr like all that just feels like um like classic Asgardian mythology stuff and I I know that Gronbeck is a huge fan uh to use stuff like that and then using Nick Klein's art on on top of all that just makes it for a pretty good time for me and then you know we got that that big character there on that final page uh, that we get to see next time, which should be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like this. Okay. Nick Klein's art is really, really good. I'm not as big into mythology stuff as you are. And I do agree though, the Thanos being there, like, I don't know. Like I'm pretty annoyed that they like Thanos to me should be like, yeah, he's really tough, but going against this guy, you know, uh, what's his name without, any ample you know like any amps because like he would lose period and like right. also having him be this old doesn't make any sense because he's never been that old yeah <clears throat> so that's you know pretty weird and like the one other thing is like the last arc which was you know the donny kate stuff odin was talking to him all the time and then like in this one he doesn't really talk to him until the very end and that seemed kind of kind of odd but yeah, I thought this was, I thought it was very fine. It didn't, didn't knock my socks off though. Something I'm concerned about is let's just say for whatever reason, Donnie doesn't come back to the book. Yeah. He left so much there with like throg and everything that's mm-hmm. just not going to get answered. And that has me concerned. Yeah. No, I, I have a feeling. I don't think he's going to be coming back, but who knows? (laughs) Yeah. And like if Gronbeck takes over, that's fine. Because I I like all the Asgard stuff she's written, you know, the Valkyrie book and stuff like that. Um, It'll just be nice. I feel like if Donnie's not coming back and she is taken over, like after maybe this arc, it'll truly feel like her stuff going forward yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um that's my hope anyway where you at with this though um probably like a seven five yeah i'm probably i'll probably say six six point five i liked it okay but nothing nothing i'd roll out of bed for except for that art it's really good all right, so now we got the Spread Boy Detectives by Pornsack Pichichot and Jeff Stokely's art. And this is enjoyable. I think that's the best way of putting it, I think. It's just a yeah. neat book with lots of lots of creepy crawl. Like, it's so weird how good the creepy stuff looks in this when the artwork is not a creepy type, you know, style artwork. Mm-hmm. But what were your thoughts? No, I loved it. The part that stuck out for me was uh the dead road yeah just like whispering weird stuff uh to the kids um stuff that's like generally unsettling you know? yeah um so i like that quite a bit and then i think he does a good job of writing these kids as kids yeah 
you know, like when they're talking about girls and boys and stuff like that, it's like, it's just believable. It just sounds like a kid. And then one other thing too, just stuff that he writes very well. And it's not like it shouldn't come off as a surprise, but when he's talking about, Oh, these uh, Taiwanese people wanted to be, even though they didn't like these other Taiwanese families, they still want to be friends because they understood the struggle they were going through. It's like, that's something that, I don't think it would work as well if a white dude wrote that because they, it seems like it would just come off very fake because it almost always does when they do. But when it's like someone that, you know, probably went through something similar, you know, like understood that. <laughs> yeah. All of that on top of him sprinkling in subtle hints of like 1940s noir, you know, yeah. like talking about the dame and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It just works. It all works. I really liked it. Dude, you really need to read Good Asian. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm at like like a good nine or nine five on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna say eight five for me. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. All right, moving along, we've got Hitomi number four, written by H S. Pac or talk, sorry, and art by Isabella Mazanti. And we're getting close to the end, but what do you think of this one, dude? I liked it a lot. The art's still as good as ever. Um, yeah, there's nothing, nothing bad to say about this book. I don't think. Like it's just, it's just a wonderful time. What do you think? I agree. I think. I think it's going to be like a lot of five issue image series where that last issue is just not going to be enough. Yep. She's going to infiltrate another castle by herself. And this guy is going to run off and try to save her. And anything that happens in between before or after that has to be done in 22 pages. Yep. It's just, it's not going to be enough. Well, I'm calling it now. She's going to kill him, and, but then feel regret about it. Yeah, I could see that happening. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to expect, but I'll say this issue, you know, when we really get to the meat of his backstory, like everything he went through, you kind of soften a bit for him, I think. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty nice, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'll be honest, I've I softened to him basically after the first issue after he saved her because I'm like, oh yeah, I like this guy, even though, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like you always have to put yourself in their shoes where it's like, yeah, when crappy things happen in war, it happened in war. So even though you know he did do that shit that he did, it's like. It uh, doesn't justify it, but it was in, you know, in the midst of war. So I guess yeah. that's how you have to look at it. For sure. And it's not like I was ever like, ooh, I don't like this guy. Yeah. He's been cool the whole time. But it's like, oh, you've been to this many countries and sold and beaten and all this, you know, it's just, yeah. I feel for him. But I'd say I'm at a 9.5 for this book. Um, I think it's an 8 for me. I didn't like it as much as you, but it was still solid. All right, so next up, Detective Comics, correct? Yep. All right, so this is Ram V with Ivan Rice and Raphael Albuquerque on the art. And heavy, heavy 
Two-Face issue. And Ram V writes Two-Face super well. This is like the best Two-Face has been. I think I've said this before. Best Two-Face has been since like the long Halloween. Like he's just always been kind of like they don't know what to do with him. And they do such a good job in this. This, the main stuff going on isn't my favorite, but yeah, I love the two face in it. What'd you think? Yeah, I agree. The main stuff going on isn't my favorite either, but I do like just like some supernatural stuff out of the Batman. Yeah. You know, like the guy transforming into like a werewolf guy is pretty neat. Uh, this other, you know, this guy with six arms or whatever is also pretty neat there there's one part i just want to show because i think it's hilarious when that dude fights batman it looks like he's just giving batman tickles the way it's drawn yeah he's like tickle 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 <laughs> like that's yeah, a lot of stuff please stop i'm really tickling yeah, like, oh, 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 you're really tickling me right now <laughs> uh but yeah and then any guesses as to what my favorite part was? Oh, it was the last page. I already know. Yeah, I was going to text was. about it, but I'm like, ah, we'll just talk about it. It's like, Jake's going to be so excited. And that seems yeah. like a very Ram V character. So from the stuff you said, I'm like, I have a feeling Ram's going to run with this guy pretty well. I hope so. I hope so. Because it's, it's going to be hard to top Dan Waters doing it. But if yeah. anybody can do it, Ram V can. So. And we'll see I, what happens. I'm not gonna lie, we had a backup story called A Tune That Listens Back by Simon Spurrier and Danny on the Art. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, there was there was no chance I was gonna read that. So like I, I looked at it and I'm like, the way that they decided to to write it all, I'm like, this is just not my cup of tea. And I'm not a big enough fan of either of these people that are doing it to struggle through it. So I'm just not gonna even try. So yeah, what what would you rate it, man? Seven. I'm probably at a solid six. It'd be more had it not been for that backup story. Yeah, well, it would have been a six for me until I saw the Ten-Eyed Man, so <laughs> that automatically yeah. gets a point. I gotcha. All right. Action Comics 1051. I want to show the fun variant that I got. I like that variant. That's a nice one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson uh, with art by Rafa Sandoval. And then uh, we got a backup by Dan Jurgens and Lee Weeks. I like this book a whole lot, man. What about you? I liked it too. There's a little little couple things that kind of like why is it that that kind of annoy me just out of like you know comic book logic because it's like oh yeah this guy he's gonna try shooting at this thing and then it's like yeah it's a regular person so Superman shows up Superman 2 shows up Steel shows up Steel 2 shows up Superboy shows up Chinese Superman shows up Supergirl shows up like ah these regular folks don't stand a chance against us, them and their guns. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what bugged me. My big gripe was all this stuff is happening right behind Superman in the tower with Metallo. Mm -hmm. None of them hear any of it until Metallo's like, Superman, I know you can hear me. 
Yeah. It's like, what? Why yeah. didn't one of them fly up there sooner? Yep, I so agree. That, that really bugged me. Um, And that might be like a small, stupid thing, but it's like, man, I don't know. Am I, is that unwarranted? No, you're right. I mean, because it's just like, because Connor gets blasted by the dang stuff and then no one really i mean maybe it's just because all the explosions is going on but like he gets blasted and then they're like ah on the positives though yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no it's just like and there's like ah let's just keep doing what we're doing and then then he's like oh no i can now hear him because he's talking right so um the positives though i really like the costumes yeah, I do too. They're cool. I Especially don't, Keenan's. I don't like Keenan having short hair though. I liked it when he had normal, like, I think they just did it so that he can kind of look different, but because right. it's like, otherwise you'd have Connor, Keenan, and John all having the same exact haircut. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I get that. Um, but I, I just like, all the suits are pretty streamlined. I really like the the s symbols on everyone's shoulders and then natasha irons just looks so freaking cool Mm -hmm. so she's i'm gonna say this she's another one where i don't think she's ever had a bad costume right like honestly i it every time like it looks cool in my opinion yeah yeah i agree and then what do you think of the the two backup stories Yes, so I liked I had to flip to it. I actually like both of them. Um, I vaguely remember the end of the New 52, Dan Jurgens was doing that because he created Jonathan Kent, that whole idea. Yeah. Um, so there was like a few issues where Black Suit Superman and Lois were were raising their their son John, uh, you know, out on this farm. And I remember liking that stuff. And I thought this was like, again, I think Dan doesn't always hit when it comes to uh, like think think to that blue and gold book where he was like, this is how the young people talk, and it's mm-hmm. all like chat room stuff. I think this was better where it's like, okay, I can see a young Jonathan Kent actually saying stuff like this. Yep. And then on top of that, Lee Weeks's art was just out of this world. Yeah. It's the art's so good. And the story itself is pretty solid. The only downside to the story is it's like, it's such a specific time that if you didn't read that, you know, into the new 52 stuff, you're kind of lost and I'm kind of lost. So that's like the one downside to this book, you know, but yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. I do. I did like that story a whole bunch. Yeah. And I'm, I'm interested to see who uh, that character is that shows up at the end. Yeah. And then uh, the next one, I, I forgot to mention this when I was crediting the creators, but there's a third story um, about Power Girl by Leah Williams with art by Marguerite Savage. And, you know, again, just like the other taste of this story i liked it again power girls costume i think it's dope it is and like so it's leah not leah i always always said leah williams in my brain but i mean it could be 
I was just like, you're the you are the name expert in in between the two of Ugh, us, and that that's not great. <laughs> but uh, the way she writes Power Girl is very good. I like that a whole bunch. It's just I don't know. I think there's a little bit of trying to over explain in this book, and that's kind yeah. of you know not my favorite as I've talked about before. But I, I feel that she uh, she's putting a lot. Because there's only a few pages. So yeah. she's really given us a ton of info. Yeah. Um, but uh, Lilith's costume, and maybe it's just the color scheme, always looks cool. Like that, we were yeah. like, last time we we're like, yeah, she looks awesome. And, you know, her costumes are so cool. Then, like, they updated it for this one. I'm like, still looks cool. Yep. Still amazing. She's going to have boob sweat, though, according to Power Girl. And see, I thought that was really fun. I did too. I love that. I thought that was perfect. It's it's right back to what you always say about Power Girl, where they talk about the keyhole opening and then, you know, they make light of it. Yeah, though, if I'm being honest, Lilith doesn't need a keyhole because she's not bulletproof. That only works if you're bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think the story was pretty fun. Uh, I didn't realize that happened to Gar during Dark Crisis because I didn't read it. I thought you uh, read the first issue when you got shot in the head. Yeah, I guess I did read that first one. I just didn't I didn't know of any repercussions after that. I gotcha. Um, you know, the fact that he's just this adorable little calf being brought in by Nightwing, I thought was funny. But yeah. uh, but the story itself, I thought it was solid, man. Yeah, I really it, liked it. I agree. It is solid. It's just like I said, they just dumped too much on you where I don't think it was necessary. But the characters are written well, and I think it handles not to shit on a certain guy that tried to do a book about PTSD, but it handles that much better than Heroes in Crisis did. Yeah. And I, I think of it this way, too. It's like, even if even if you don't love this story, the art is fantastic, and it's good enough that we actually read it, unlike the backup in Detective. Yeah. Which I think then, says something. Yeah, and then, like, the knocks on it it's not like she's doing a disservice to the characters which is a big thing like again heroes in crisis was just a big disservice to the characters involved this is actually like good in that mm -hmm. way it's just i don't think she had enough trust in her artist that's what i'm gonna say because that's what it always boils down to it's i it seems like when they're like ah let's just over explain when our artist could do a lot of this for us Right. Or like telling us what a, what acute trauma is. It's like, dude, we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, you know, I. As someone that's not read a ton of Power Girl, it's like I'm totally on board with this. If this yeah. is going to be our backups, I'm fine with it. It's pretty to look at and the characters likable. Yep, I agree. It's kind of what you want from a backup. You know, it's not necessary reading, but it's something that you want to read. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. What about you, man? 9.5. If it weren't for this last issue, it would be my pick of the week. Right on. And now we got Saga 61 by Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn. What do you think? Was it worth the wait? Yeah, I mean, it's always worth the wait. Yeah. Um, everything about it was really good. I just... Like, I, I trust... Brian K. Vaughn wholeheartedly. But what's said on that last page, man? Mm -hmm. It's like, is this going to be, is it true? 
And if it is, will it be handled the right way? I feel like it's not true. And it's just going to break our hearts all over again. Because yeah. that's that's how I feel about this book. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's just Brian K. Vaughn going, how can I hurt these guys even more? Yep. But Fiona's art is so good. Like, yeah, I just, I really 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 like this book i've loved it since issue one yeah it's just just rad and then oh we get to see uh oh what's her name sophie again and that was funny yeah and and petrichor yeah been a little while i'm gonna try not to show well here i'll do this because i don't want to show that one page on youtube but i really like this creepy page that was awesome. It's just creepy and cool. And uh one of the part a part that stuck out to me was when Sophie was like, Well, are you happy? And Lion Cat is like leaning forward <laughs> to hear the answer, and we don't get the answer. Uh yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was awesome, man. Also, I really, really liked the little scene with uh with that robot commander. Yeah, same you know here. I mean? Uh he he was like prince robot he was likable and funny and uh i just like how he's like and to you your majesty even yeah. though it is his majesty good I have stuff a, i have a feeling the little robot a uh, little squire is gonna end up shooting somebody though don't know who but maybe he maybe maybe he shoots a bane characters that gets brought back maybe I mean, either way, I think it's going to be somebody good that we all love. Yeah. And I think I have a feeling he'll die shortly after. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, 10 out of 10 pick of the week. Yep. 10 out of 10. I won't give it my pick of the week since you gave it yours. So I'll just say, oh, uh, Hitome, probably my pick of the week then. I know. Let's go with Last Ronin. I really like Last Ronin. And that, you know, that needs the bump, you know, sure. but uh, <laughs> what are you excited about this coming week, though? Because there's not much I'm excited about. Yeah, it's not a lot. Um, I'm going to have to go with some tried and trues here, like Moon Knight, Immortal Red Sonia, and uh, Demon Wars. Yeah. So Flash for me, like that's the only one I'm actually excited about. And then Lazarus Planet, like DC's trying to force me to read it because they know that I have to get at least X amount of books for you to send them to me. And then the I'm going with the DC uh, Power book that's, you know, Black History Month related because I'm like, well, maybe that'll have some good stories out of it. We'll see. <laughs> it's always a toss yeah. up. And, you know, Static will be in it for sure, I hope. And so that's good enough for me to pick it up. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for a steal. Get some steel up in there. I love steel. Yeah. I'll I'll give a an honorary mention to the Bloodline book because I just I like Blade a lot and I oh, hope I, that it's I, neat. I forgot about that one. I, I'm gonna text you that one too, because that, that one I I am actually interested in. Yeah. Okay, so Fantastic Four time. Black History Month is starting this week. So give me four black characters that you want to see more of for this month only because we both know after this month, DC and Marvel will both stop caring. Yep. Um, there's lots I could choose from, but the the four and 
I want to preface by saying I'm not picking any milestone characters because they've all had a recent series and they're all getting a season two of a recent series. So because of that, my answers are Mr. Terrific. Always liked him. Sorry, Casey. Also Steel. Yeah. Because uh, he's cool. Yes. And then Blade because he pops up in teen books, but not enough for my liking. And Dr. Voodoo, because that's a character I don't know too much about, but he always looks super cool and is always cool in the stuff that he pops up in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Steel. Like, I'm going to go Steel, but I'm going to go with a Steel Works book instead. So it's like Steel and his daughter going, you know, going that route. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, oh, Luke, you know, Luke Cage. We don't like the last Luke Cage book that came up kind of sucked. So I, I think a more fun one would be a, a much better time. Um, I'm going to go like just uh, in continuity storm book. Cause I like storm, sure. you, you know, big time crush on her. Um, and then I'm trying to think of like another DC character. I can just go with that, that I like, I'll go. Uh, I, I have a feeling she's going to be for sure in the power one, but uh, Joe, the green lantern. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I like her a lot. All right. Good options all around there. And I think that brings us to the end of the episode. So closing plugs. Uh, yeah, if you would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. Uh, you can email us at twoworldspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would, go to our YouTube channel. That's uh, Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube and subscribe. Leave us a comment down below. Uh, you know, just about anything. Like how your day is. Tell us your four favorite black superheroes. Yeah. Because I genuinely am curious. And, um, and I'm curious about how your day is. I hope you're, you got that big promotion you've been trying for. Yeah. So there we go. All right, guys. Well, we would love to stay in chat, but we have to go fight the Redanians and also the Nilfgaardians, and maybe maybe we'll fuck. Bye, guys. Probably will. Bye, guys. So did you say MILF guardians? Ha, 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 ha.